Greetings, rare ones. My name is Joanne, and I started the Rare Birds podcast because I wanted to hear from people like myself who come from emerging markets or the developing world, as we're called, who are entrepreneurial, resourceful, passionate, and energized to take their vision from idea to startup. Each week, you will hear me interview founders and teams from across emerging markets who are in the early stages of building their businesses. From time to time, you will also hear me speak with established ecosystem builders, mentors, investors, and business professionals who share knowledge based on their years of experience. This podcast is for anyone who is interested in hearing from the next wave of change makers across emerging markets, building in various industries from agro to tech to health, beauty, and all in between. This podcast is also for those who have ideas, but they're not entirely sure how to make them a reality. They're looking for inspiration and encouragement. We call ourselves Rare Ones. And if this sounds like you, then welcome to the family. Sit back, relax, and listen in to our always so good conversation. Bye for now. Greetings, Rare Ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds podcast, and I am your host, Joanne Hamilton, and on today's episode, I am joined by my guest collaborator, and her name is June, and June is going to be leading the conversation today on a topic that we don't hear too much about, young Chinese social entrepreneurs who are working on their projects in the continent, in the African continent. So firstly, let's welcome June. Welcome June to the Rare Birds platform. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Hi. So June, you can tell everybody a little bit more about yourself and yes. maybe share with us why, why you're um, so passionate about, about the topic we're going to be talking to our guest Chris mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. today. Yeah, okay. Hi everyone, my name is June. And I have personally, I have worked and visited countries like uh, Japan, India, and also Kenya. And I'm a big fan of Chinese traditional culture. So in the future, I plan to promote Chinese culture overseas, like through channels like YouTube or Facebook. And now I'm working for an advertising company, which helps Chinese companies to promote their businesses overseas. I hope to get prepared for my next and step by doing this job. And um, Chris, um, I, uh, the reason I want to invite him to the, today's interview is like, is that um, he's a founder of a non-profit, non-profit organization in Kenya. And uh, I met him when I was doing volunteer there. He was a founder and uh, I think the projects he's doing were really interesting and not well known by uh, both African people and Chinese people. So I want to introduce his work to more people by today's interview. Awesome. All right. So hi, Chris. Welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. Hi. Uh, Thank you very much. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So before we begin, Chris and June, how do you know each other? And actually, I get to know Chris by uh, when I was in Japan, I was trying to find uh, some like volunteer chance in Africa. And I saw Chris like projects online and WeChat. 
So mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I tried to reach out to them and got his chance. So I got to know his uh, founder. So yeah, that's how we got to know each other. Yes. Awesome. And you've been friends ever since. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so Chris, do you want to tell us then a little bit about, about who you are? And then June, you can kind of take it over from there. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> okay, great. So, so Chris, can you introduce yourself and your yeah, sure. organization? Sure. Yeah, first. Sure. Uh, my name is Chris. Um, I uh, come from China. Uh, I graduated from uh, UBC, and uh, I'm I'm the founder of a Dream Building Service Association. We call it DBSA. Uh, DBSA is a nonprofit organization. Uh, we have a lot of um, charity uh, project in Africa like we uh, like feeding program and uh, school construction and uh, some uh, cultural exchange, culture, uh, cult, uh, different cultural exchange um, uh, communication pro project. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's the, uh, the basic, uh, basic job uh, we, we, we have done uh, now. Okay, great. I mean, like um, for Chinese people, like working overseas, especially in Africa, is not so common right now. So I want to know more about how you uh, decided to go to Africa and stay there. Well, I think uh, I think it's a coincidence. Yeah, because um, in 2014, uh, at that time, I was a student uh, in Canada. Um, I, my major is, uh, uh, is finance. Uh, at that time, uh, my, my dream uh, was to, you know, uh, uh, whoever who study finance, they want to go to, uh, they want to go to Wall Street to work at uh, uh, Wall Street Bank. So at that time, my, my, my aim is also to go to their, uh, to go to their, you know, their financial bank. Uh, but uh, when I started to um, to learn uh, uh, to then um, some course about finance deeply, uh, I started to realize that I am not that interested in um, in finance. So at that time, um, I'm a little bit, uh, uh, you know, uh, I lost myself at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. What to uh, what to learn, and I don't know what to do in my future. So yeah. at that time, I see my uh, on my WeChat uh, moments, uh, there is a a friend uh, who um, she is studying in uh, Shandong University. She went to uh, uh, Kenya to be a volunteer there, and then I send her message. Uh, I, I'm a little bit curious about uh, Africa because I was never in Africa. Um, at that time, so I told the, uh, uh, my friends, uh, "Can I go to Africa to be a volunteer there? Because I think maybe I visited a new, um, a new country, a new land that can give me some, um, give me some, you know, give me some uh, uh, aspirations about my yeah. future." So. Yeah. Um, she said, uh, okay, you can, you can come. And then I go to, uh, I, uh, connected with, uh, um, uh, a school principal, 
and that school called Matari Light Center. Um, uh, it was in it was located in uh, in Matari Matari Islam uh, in Kenya. So I mm -hmm. I visited to um, Kenya. Uh, so um, at that time, I I, I was an only volunteer there. Yeah. So after your volunteer, you decided to stay, right? Um, actually, uh, when I was there at the beginning, uh, I was a teacher uh, in Mathari Light Center. I mm -hmm. teach uh, students uh, math and I teach students with uh, uh, English and science. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the school, uh, Mathari Light Center, it was uh, uh, the first time when I visited uh, Slam. That school was one of the worst school in Mathari. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, built by some iron shade and it was very dark inside. And yeah. uh, so their classroom is so bad. I have never seen that before. Uh, so at that time, I, I was thinking maybe I can do some different uh, Mm -hmm. uh, to help them, so uh, I told my I told my friends uh, whether we can work together to help them to uh, build a new school. And uh, some other volunteer, uh, they are very glad uh, to join me. So we started to um, because before that, I I also have a little bit of knowledge about uh, uh, architecture, mm -hmm. and then we started to do fund reasoning to help them to build a school. So within only one month, and a new school has been built. Uh, uh, so uh, since that time, um, I think at, the, at, at, at one day when the school has been finished, I visited the school and all the students uh, around me, they are shouted, they are yelled, and they are very happy. So um, I was very, uh, deeply moved by that, uh, uh, by that situation. So I, I think maybe because in Mathari there are so many schools like that, and there are so many students uh, that Mathari led center. So I mm -hmm. think even if yeah. at that time I, I I was a student, but I know even uh, if you are a student, you can also do some different. Uh, you can also make some changes to. Uh, to some people. So since that time, I, uh, I, 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 I tried to uh, get more people involved. And uh, every year we built a school uh, in Africa. Up, now, up to now, we have built uh, five schools in Africa. So since that time, I, uh, I decided to, uh, to do charity. Um, okay. Yes. Okay, sounds great. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, You're welcome. <laughs> but I mean, like, I was curious about your parents or your friends, uh, their reaction after you told them you decide to stay in Africa because, like, you know, in China, our typical definition of success or uh, plan for our young people is like you have a state jo stable job, maybe then buy a house, get married. <laughs> but you choose a really different lifestyle. So how did your parents or your pa friends? And in a foreign country. 
Kenya, which is very different to your own country, China. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that's a very uh, big problem uh, for me. I think not only mm. for me, I think it's also for all uh, foreigners, especially uh, when they go to uh, go to a, uh, a country that is very far from your own uh, homeland. So I, I, at the beginning, you know, the first time I visited uh, Africa and I never yeah. told them, I never told my parents. I, told, I just told them <laughs> I'm going to uh, Kenya for a travel. And I think I stayed there for maybe one week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, my parents, uh, um, they, at that, that time, they, so they, they say, uh, okay, you can, have, you can go to Africa to have a travel. Yeah. And, uh, but they never know I, I was doing volunteer job there. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> even, you know, the first time I, uh, my, my first uh, project is uh, uh, building, is uh, uh, building uh, my thyroid center at school. I didn't yeah. tell my yeah. parents. <laughs> but, I, but when I finished to build the, but the school, when the school has been uh, uh, finished, and then uh, the CCTV, uh, who have an interview with me? Yeah. Who have an interview with me? And then my parents see me on their TV. <laughs> yeah. For people, uh, don't, for people who don't know, CCTV is the Chinese, the Chinese um, national station. Yeah, yeah. CCTV, yeah. yes, is 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 a Chinese uh, national TV. Mm-hmm. So your parents and, saw uh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell them because if I tell them, uh. I'm I'm working in Africa. I, I think they may be a little bit worried about my yeah. uh, about me. So um, after that, after and then they called me. Uh, what are you doing in Africa? And then I I, I told them, oh, it's a it's a short term um, it's a short term uh, volunteer job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time, I I have also I I, I have uh, back to China, and then um, they have uh, they say, oh, I, I I'm very uh, there is no virus for me because I have already back to uh, back to China. Yeah. So uh, since that time, um, but on the second, uh, but at that, but after the first project, um, uh, because since that time I was a student, so I back to uh, Canada for study uh, um, later, and then uh, on the second, uh, uh, on the next year, I back to Kenya again. Uh, but uh, after so many years, uh, my parents right now have realized that is uh, Africa is a uh, it's also a, a safe place. It's not uh, uh, because I also tell them what happened in Africa, what I did in Africa, and uh, uh, what kind of uh, and uh, what's the difference between China and Africa. And they uh, up to now they are uh, started to. Uh, realize that uh, uh, Africa is also a very good place, and right now they, um, and right now they, they, and uh, uh, now um, they have uh, supported. Uh, they have supported uh, about my job because they say, oh, uh, right now you are still young and uh, you. Uh, you can do uh, what you have done is a uh, is is charity is good 
is very good to this world. So um, uh, I think right now they support me. Okay. That's good. So you change your parents' stereotypes by uh, your own actions <laughs> and yeah, your yes, achievements, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you been? Actually, have you have you traveled around to other countries besides Kenya, or is that the only country you've been to in the continent? Uh, I uh, I I had visited uh, uh, many other countries, but uh, uh, most of them are uh, developed countries like uh, Japan, uh, Singapore, uh, the United States, and okay. Canada. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Africa in Africa, is my first in, in uh, within Africa, the continent uh -huh. itself, you've only been to Kenya. You haven't been. Uh, no, to no, no, no. I uh, up to now, I have visited uh, I think more than ten countries. Because right now my my, my project has uh, implement uh, implemented in six countries: Africa, okay. uh, Kenya, Tanzania, mm -hmm. uh, Uganda, mm -hmm. uh, Nigeria, Malawi, and Ethiopia. Oh wow! Okay, so Ethiopia, Kenya, Tanzania, Malawi, Uganda, and Nigeria. Yes, that's true. Well done, and you you <laughs> managed to do all of that in six years. You said is it been six years? Uh, yes, yes. Mm, okay. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, can you tell us more about your, like, the major achievements DBSA has achieved, which you are uh, particularly proud of? And also, can you share with us some, you know, unforgettable moments with us? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I think uh, right now uh, about DBSA achievement, uh, I don't think we have achieved a uh, uh, big achievement, uh, a big achievement because uh, we, we are still a very small organization, a very young organization. Even mm -hmm. uh, we started from um, 2014, but uh, um, you know, non organization sometimes it is very difficult to survive at this work. So you have to do a lot of fundraising. Um, but uh, uh, I think since uh, what we, I, I can only share you some of what we have done uh, up to mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, DBSC have built five schools in Africa, uh, four schools in, um, four, four schools uh, uh, have been built in Kenya and one uh, in um, uh, Uganda. And uh, we have um, offer more than 10,000 students uh, with uh, food every day, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, covered six school, six countries, six mm -hmm. countries. Uh, Kenya and uh, Uganda uh, is the uh, is the majority, uh, yeah, because in Kenya is more than 3,000, and in Uganda is more than 4,000, and in other countries. Uh, uh, in other four countries, uh, we offer uh, students uh, with food uh, around uh, 2,000. And so the total number is 1,000 every day. And also we, um, and also uh, we, we, we have, we support the uh, Mathari uh, people, Mathari students, uh, we support their uh, food, food tournament. And uh, every year, uh, more than forty, uh, more than forty teams will join their food tournament. 
in Masari. Uh, I think it is the uh, biggest uh, activity in Masari every year. And also we have mm -hmm. talent show. Talent mm -hmm. show is a platform, uh, platform that can uh, encourage young people to show their uh, talents. No matter, uh, you know, there are a lot of people in Masari, they are very good at singing, dancing, and um, uh, they have a lot of talents, but uh, they have very few opportunity to show their talents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, right, right now we are also offer uh, students with scholarship. We, uh, every year we um, help one, 100 students uh, with a scholarship and uh, the number will increase uh, uh, every year. I think this is what we have done uh, in uh, in Kenya, but in Africa. Okay, great, thanks. And also, like I mean, like for NGO, for nonprofit organizations, like fundraising is always a problem or not problem, a difficult part of your job. But except for this, is there any other difficulties you have ever met since you started DBSA? Um. Actually, uh, yes, it's very difficult to get uh, funds uh, uh, to that uh, the organization to survive. I think there are mm -hmm. a lot of Chinese people who visit Africa and then yeah. they start to do a nonprofit organization and mm -hmm. most of them, they fail. Uh, the, main, the main reason is, uh, is, is, is the fundings. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think this is... Uh, only if they're very big organization, they have very famous around the world, and then they can get more, more money to do project. But if you are a very small organization, it's very mm -hmm. difficult to, to get mm -hmm. funds because you are not that famous, and then yeah. the people, uh, the public, do not that trust about your organization. So, uh, for our organization, it's also very difficult to survive every year, and mm -hmm. uh, we we try our best to get fundraising. So we connect to the big foundations uh, in China. We ask uh, help from them. And also we do the fundraising uh, from their uh, website, like we cooperate with uh, um, the Alibaba uh, charity yeah. and also Tencent charity. And uh, we use their uh, website mm -hmm. to get some funds. And also mm -hmm. there are some uh, companies, Chinese companies who have, who have some um, uh, project in Africa and they also support uh, uh, our organization and uh, we also trying our best to get some funds from uh, Canada or maybe the United States um, you know their the funds sometimes is is very related to their uh, to uh, their country's economy if they uh, mm -hmm. If the economy is very good, and then it's uh, easy to get the funds, but the economy yeah. is bad, so it's, it's, it's not easy to get funds. So your so, organization is strictly funded by grants then, right? Like you're always applying for grants from like different, like you said, countries and organizations? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the majority um, funds from uh, the organization, but uh, I think maybe one third from the public, oh, wow. from uh, Chinese people. Yes, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we, we send our project online and a lot of people, mm -hmm. they see them and then they will uh, do some donation about one third, about one third from their 
you know, they're uh, public. Mm -hmm. And it's all managed by volunteers. It's all volunteers. Um, you mean you mean their their funds? No, like the work you do, because I know you. You oh, build yeah. the schools and like I'm trying to get an idea of how of how the organization works. So you build the schools and then do you you supply teachers and they volunteer? Like how does it actually work like on a day to day basis? Actually, uh, a different project they need different volunteers. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, if if we want to build a school mm -hmm. and maybe we can have the volunteers uh, to do the planning, like we 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 uh, we. Um, we have some um, architect to do their uh, to do the design, uh, but uh, when we build the school in Africa, we have to you know we have to pay the workers to do that, uh, especially in Islam, uh, because volunteers they cannot uh, they are not a professional and they cannot uh, to do their highway uh, works. So the volunteer they can do some uh, very specific uh, work. Like mm -hmm. they can help us to get funds, and they can do their, uh, uh, they can help us to buy their uh, materials, and uh, uh, yeah, this kind of work. Or even we can have some architects to go to the, um, to go to the construction sites to right. tear the work to get the workers how to do the construction to teach right. them. Right. Okay, I understand. Dream Building Services yeah. Association. That's an interesting name. Oh, <laughs> Building dreams. Okay. Thanks for yeah. the explanation. I was just a little unclear as to how, like, how it works. So, are you, do you have staff? Do you, I mean, obviously, you're not doing this all by yourself, right? So, you have like a team of people around you. Yeah, or? that's true. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, we we have uh we have a uh, uh we have a team and. Uh, we have full-time uh, staff, and also we have local uh, staff in Kenya and in in Uganda. Uh, volunteer is actually volunteer is our uh, uh, is our uh, main power to do the uh, different project. Uh, so they help us to do a lot of our job in Africa. Yeah, so like, um, I mean, like you have a international volunteer team and also you have local teams. So, I mean, like for international organi organizations, there is always a um, uh, challenge they face. It's like to how to integrate with local communities. So like, I'd like to, can you introduce your experience with like how your yeah. organization yeah, integrate with local communities and how to work with local staff? Yeah, I think this is a very uh, uh, a very good question uh, because um, I think every organization will face this issue. Not only uh, nonprofit organization, yeah, I guess yeah, true, even true. for their for their uh, business enterprise. Companies, yeah, yeah. So they also face this kind of uh, issue. Uh, yeah. uh, according to my experience, because volunteers sometimes they come to Africa only for one month or two months. So yeah. they will stay there for a very short time. Yeah, you know when they from uh, when they go to a new country and uh, mm -hmm. they they are not that uh, uh, they are not they are not that familiar with that country. So sometimes yeah. what we can do is very limited. Uh, they, mm -hmm. What they can do mm -hmm. is very limited. So before mm -hmm. they go to Africa, 
we will give them a training. We will give, mm -hmm. give them a lot of training about uh, uh, the uh, about the African culture, about the African uh, a lot about Africa. So mm -hmm. before they go to Africa, they know how to communicate with uh, uh, the local people. They know how to do how to uh, uh, how to, uh, how to avoid their culture shock between two uh, countries. So mm -hmm. we give them a lot of uh, interview. Uh, normally, the, uh, we give them a lot of training. Normally the training will uh, we take three, uh, two, or two to three months. It depends on, uh, on the volunteer's uh, plan. Mm -hmm. And about mm -hmm. the local local staff, because the local staff they work every day, and they know how to do the project, and they know how to uh, communicate with uh, the local people. So yeah. I think uh, about uh, at the beginning, we we think the volunteer will be the uh, will be the main power to do the project, but uh, uh, little by little we realized that that. Uh, the local because the volunteer they changes they change it so fast uh, every year mm -hmm. there are mm -hmm. different volunteers and uh, it's, it's, it's cannot uh, you know continuous mm -hmm. so we um, so from uh, we, we, we also changed our uh, uh, changed our uh, managing our uh, management model so right now we are trying to um, Encourage our local staff to be, uh, to be the manpower to do the project, and then the volunteer can uh, can help them, yeah, to be uh, an assistant. So in that way, uh, I think it will be a very good uh, uh, cooperation because mm -hmm. um, volunteers sometimes they they have their uh, some shortage. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, um, and to manage and work for, uh, to manage and work with those local staff. I mean, like you said, our mindset, like Chinese people's mindset and local, maybe African or Kenyan people's mindsets are still quite different. So how do you, what, what do you think is the most important thing to work with them? Or like, is like trust or empowerment or something else? Oh, uh, sorry? I mean, what is the most important thing to work with uh -huh. local people, local staff? Because our Chinese people's mindset or maybe work style are quite different with them. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I, I think uh, according to my experience, I think yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the local staff, we, we, we should give them opportunity and we should uh, uh, training them to be more responsible, to take more responsibility about the project mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so uh, uh, we, we will train our we, we trained our uh, local staff to be their project manager to the uh, who can you know who can uh, uh, who can manage the whole project you know in that case we can uh, uh, we can decrease our you know dependence on uh, on their uh, volunteer, you know, if the volunteer they leave, they they mm -hmm. they they, uh, they left uh, uh, Kenya, and then there's some work will be 
uh, stopped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is a experience worth sharing with some other Chinese who are working in Africa. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Also, um, like you said before, like you said, you got your major donations from China, and also your uh, your team members, many of your of your team members are also from China. So um, I want to know what efforts have you made to publicize your work to Chinese people? Because like, as we know, like Chinese people still have many stereotypes about Africa. So how do you publicize your work to get their support or financial support or some other support? Yeah, there are a lot of stereotypes uh, uh, in China about uh, uh, Africa. And, and I think it's also happened in Africa. There are also some stereotypes uh, uh, for about China, yeah, about China mm -hmm. uh, for mm -hmm. uh, African people. So mm -hmm. I think uh, our job is uh, mm, because we're doing uh, charity. Uh, if we want to get uh, more funds from uh, from uh, from some foundation, mm -hmm. and uh, we we have to that we have to explain to them. We have yeah, to that yeah. that them uh, know um, uh, know their their stereotype is not uh, correct. So I think the most important things is to uh, communicate with them, to let them know um, uh, the, real, uh, the real Africa. And uh, the communication uh, between two sides is very, very important. So mm -hmm. if, they know, if they know about more about China, uh, or I mean, if they, if Chinese people know more about uh, Africa, mm -hmm. and uh, because uh, since the 2014, the first time I doing project in Africa, a lot of Chinese people they do not understand. They see, oh, uh, there are there are also some uh, poor places in uh, in China. Why 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 don't you have uh, Chinese uh, uh, Chinese students? But mm -hmm. I think. With the development of our economy and also with the development of the uh, people's uh, mindset. So right now, more and more people, they started to understand uh, that uh, uh, the relationship between Africa and China, they should be more uh, communicate. So most, more and more people right now support our uh, support our uh, project and support our job. This is why we mm -hmm. can survive uh, today and uh, we uh, still can do some project in Africa because more and more Chinese people, they are willing to donate uh, Africa. Uh -huh. Okay, that's great. <laughs> can I ask, ask a question? You said that there, there are people who say to you, well, why don't you do your work in China? Which is true. I mean, there are a lot of poor areas in China. Like how how do you justify what you do? How do you explain to them that, well, yeah, I could do this work in China, but I've chosen to do it overseas instead. What do you say? Oh, well, um, at the first beginning, I, I, I told them, um, yeah, it is true. In China, there are uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of places they, they, they need help. Mm -hmm. uh, but I told them uh, there are so many uh, people like me who are doing, who are, who are helping them, who are helping uh, the Chinese students. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, for 
but there are very few Chinese people who are doing international, uh, international aid. Mm. So I think this is also, you know, the word, I think the word is uh, we cannot uh, live without each other. So mm -hmm. uh, about the charity, there is no borders. Mm -hmm. So I just uh, explained to them, uh, but at the beginning, uh, still a lot of people cannot understand. But now, uh, a very few students challenge me with that question. I think it's also because of more and more Chinese people, they uh, have more under uh, have uh, a deep understanding about uh, uh, international relations. Right, but what and what about on the African side? Do you get pushed back on that side as well? Like, sort of, why are you here? You know, charity, because you know, there's there's also people on the African side who don't particularly yeah, 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 believe that true. Africa needs charity, and yeah, they don't, they're not open to foreigners doing charity in their own countries. So, do you get that, and how do you deal with that? Yeah, at the beginning, when I'm doing a uh, charity project in Africa, a lot of local people, they, they challenged me and uh, mm -hmm. they say, oh, maybe you are doing, um, maybe you are doing uh, business here mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. you are not really uh, to help us. And, uh, mm, but I think uh, we have to, uh, we, we have to take time take time to let them, let the local people believe you. After, mm. after I think after six years, my therapy people right now, I think uh, most of, I, I can't, uh, mm, I can see a lot of people, they, they know DBSA and uh, they know what we, we are really uh, doing the charity there because we, we, we never, uh, we, there are a lot of uh, our volunteers working there right now. Um, you know, sometimes in Islam, it's not very safe, but uh, mm -hmm. as long as our volunteer, they, they wear a t-shirt, write um, uh, DBSA, and then they are welcomed by the local people and uh, our volunteer never feels some, uh, uh, some uh, bad things happening in Africa, uh, in, in Islam. So mm -hmm. when, they, when they see our t-shirt, they say, oh, they are volunteers mm -hmm. uh, from DBSA. So I think it takes time to change the stereotype uh, mm -hmm. in people's mind. Yeah, on both sides, on both sides. Yes, on both sides. Yeah, have to be patient. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I think I have one more question. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, because the, this year is quite, um, not special, but yeah, because of the <laughs> coronavirus, it broke in China first, and I read some articles about uh, in the slum, many uh, local people send a lot of love and support to us. And um, is there any story what happened there you can share with us? And also, um, because now in Africa, the situation is getting worse. Have your organization take any action for that? Uh, yeah, about because there, Co co uh, covirus um, 19 happened uh, in this world this year. Mm, as far as I know, Kenya, uh, Ethiopia, and uh, mm -hmm. Uganda, they have um, they have locked uh, locked down their uh, cities. So right now, all the schools has been uh, closed, and they have to stay in uh, at at their home. 
and also our project has been uh, stopped uh, our feeding program and our other mm. program has been stopped uh, even our mm. staff they have to stay at home mm. so I, I think this year is a very uh, a very big challenge to uh, the whole world and uh, uh, even um, you know their uh, African country uh, they they uh, I think about uh, they 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 need help about their um, uh, especially about their house uh, about the hospital and uh, I um, actually during this time I, I always communicate with uh, some big companies and uh, like like Alibaba and also mm -hmm. uh, their uh, some other countries to uh, because they want to do some donations uh, to Africa. And then mm -hmm. I help them to uh, bring their, uh, their, their African government and African hospital to, uh, this is what I have done uh, mm -hmm. online because right now I'm in, uh, I'm in China and uh, I cannot go to uh, Africa. So what, what I, uh, the only thing what I can do is to uh, help them to uh, get connections and then help them to uh, get more donations from China. This is what I can do uh, right now. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, because I guess um, last time we met, I think we talked about your plan for this year, but because of the virus, it, it gets uh, changed, right? So yeah. what's your new plan for this year after the virus is finished? Actually, we have an, we have we have big plans for 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 this year. Like we want mm -hmm. to build a, 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 a vocational training center in Africa to uh, help more students, uh, more people, the young people, they can get uh, uh, they can get some jobs and they can get some job skills. And also, we want to uh, help more students to uh, back to school. And this year, their number will from 100 to uh, 1,000. But because mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're uh, covariance 19, so this project cannot, cannot, uh, may cannot happen this year. But we hope next mm -hmm. year we can finish uh, all our uh, project and then we can have more children back to school. And mm -hmm. our organization is also can, uh, can get, uh, it's better if we can get uh, self-sustained. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks Chris. Uh, Joe, I don't have any more questions. Yeah, How about I you? I yeah. just, I'm very, I just have one, it's not really a question, it's more of a <laughs> statement because yeah. um, I don't meet too many people like Chris. Obviously they mm -hmm. exist, but I don't meet too many people <laughs> like them, you know? So Chris, yeah. it was really, I'm intrigued, you know, like I, are there a lot of young Chinese people like yourself who, I mean, I've met Chinese, young Chinese people who are working throughout the continent, but they're there because they work for a Chinese company, right? So they work for a Chinese bank yes. and they're mm -hmm. there based in Nairobi because their bank sent them there, what have you, what have you, you know, big corporations, they're expats kind of thing. But I haven't heard about too many young people like yourself who are just venturing over to the continent and saying, hmm. I think there's a calling for me here and there's something I need to do here, you know, like you did and setting up shop and doing, 
doing the work that you're doing. Are there many more young Chinese people like you doing this? Yeah, actually, I, I think I have already, uh, I just mentioned about that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, because I'm doing charity, so about the charity mm -hmm. uh, circle, there are so many young people like me, and some of right. them even younger than me, some of them uh, even like uh, high school students, they go mm -hmm. to Africa to do some internship, to, right, right. Uh, to do some charity projects there. Um, but uh, I think the local people may not, uh, uh, because they are maybe not that famous and mm. uh, not well, you know, not well known by the local people. You, even for our organization, uh, mm -hmm. we, are, we are still not famous in uh, Kenya. Maybe we, are, we have some a little uh, reputation in Mathari, but uh, it's still, you know, very, uh, you know, the limitation. So, but uh, as far as I know, there are so many students, uh, so, many, not, so many Chinese young people they are mm -hmm. doing their charity there. And some mm -hmm. uh, young people, uh, young Chinese people who are working, even if even they working in their big companies, in their international companies, they also donation, do some donations to us. And also they, uh, they help me with, help me to do some projects. But uh, mm, I think according to Chinese culture, they are, uh, they they were, were not uh, very good at uh, promotion, and <laughs> I, I think yeah I think even further even further, because yeah, about uh, according to Chinese culture, if you are doing charity, you help some people, and uh, you are not supposed to, uh, uh, to be known by some other people, and uh, do you you only do the good things and uh, never require some uh, feedback. Praise, praise. No praise, just do the work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just curious about generally about young people moving to the continent and starting social enterprises, charities, or startups. I'm very curious about. And young people like say age 18 to 35. I would love to hear more about, yeah, like Chinese young people because right now, like Jean and I were saying, and I think yeah. you said it as well. It's very political. All the conversations are very political. China, Africa, politics, China, Africa, infrastructure projects. Yeah, that has yeah, a role to yeah. play, but we don't really care about that. We want to know about, <laughs> we want to know about like young people, you know, people to people. And I think these stories are very encouraging. And I think it will do so much more for building positive relationships because sometimes the relationships are strained. So it's good to hear more about like what young people are doing and yeah. how they're, you know, kind of shaping their own course and building their own narratives. And I think it's positive. So I would love to, to hear more about Chinese young people doing these kinds of things. So thank you so much yeah. for sharing, sharing with us. And yeah, let us thank know you, about more young people. Thank too. you. Thank you for invite, inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I never knew like until, I mean, I knew about you know people going and volunteering but i didn't know too many stories about people going and actually setting up and and staying there long term so you plan to stay long term or will you come back to china i'm sure your parents miss you uh, actually <laughs> uh, my plan because right now we have registered our organization in kenya and uh, uh, uganda so we have full-time uh, staff there we have team there mm. and uh, now we also have full-time chinese uh, um, staff there and for me, I, uh, I, 
I, I traveled on both sides because, you know, sometimes if I want to get some uh, funds, I have to stay in China and to do find a reasoning to prove, to promote yeah. the, uh, our project and get some money from the public. So, um, but I also go to Africa uh, uh, a lot of time. Every year I will stay in Africa mm -hmm. uh, for maybe half a year or maybe uh, three months to four months. Mm. Great. So where can people find you, Chris? Do you have social media? Do you have a website? If people want to get in contact yeah. with you or an email address? Yeah, we have our, we, we have, uh, we have our um, uh, website and I, I also have my email. Okay. Do you want to share your website with us? So if yeah, yeah, sure, wants, sure. Okay. I, I, I'll, send, I'll send that to uh, Zoom. Okay, great. And what if people want to contact you directly? Do you want to give them your email address as well? We can put it in uh, the show notes too, if you prefer. Yeah, I, I can uh, give you my email. Okay. All right. So look for all of that in the show notes. And it was really great to have you on, Chris. Thank you so much. And I always like to ask my guests, I'll ask both you and June actually, what, yeah. um, what encouraging words do you have for other young people like yourself who are listening in, mm -hmm. who may mm -hmm. be interested in, you know, like in your case, it's going, it's going, it's leaving your country. June, you might be leaving your job soon. I don't know, to start something new, you know, taking yeah. on these new challenges, these new, uh -huh. taking on risks and so on. Do you have any encouraging words that you'd like to share with the listeners? Maybe they want to do something too, but they're a little scared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I just want to share, like, the world is so amazing, it's wonderful, and, uh, exploit as much as possible when you are still young and leave no regret. There you go. Good. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Anything, mm -hmm. any encouraging words you want to share with the audience? Uh, I, I think, um, I thank you so much for inviting me to share my story. I hope yeah. uh, my story can be uh, uh, I think I hope that more people can know our stories and uh, to join us because the because the nonprofit organization need more people to join uh, join us and then we can and do more we can help more people if we together. Brilliant. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much. It was lovely to have you both, and that's it. So bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Thanks thank for you. Bye bye. Hey there, Rare Ones. I hope you enjoyed listening into this week's conversation. The Rare Birds podcast is available for listening across all major platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, and several more. Please share our conversations with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can do so by opting in on our homepage of our website, www.rarebirdshq.com. The weekly newsletter provides analysis and data around the topics explored in our weekly conversations. Lastly, I would love your feedback and spend way too much time on Twitter. My handle is included in the notes section of each episode. Tweet me your thoughts, ideas, opinions, and feedback because I'm always looking for ways to improve my craft. If you absolutely love what you heard, then rate us on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week for more conversation. Bye for now.